Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Say that with me. God with us. The coming of Jesus in what is referred to in theological terms as the incarnation, that it was, it was something so dramatic and so um, God that uh, Jesus, of course, as we know, was more than just a really good guy, right? More than just a really um, top-notch human being. Actually, he was something that has never been seen before, and that is a God-man. He was the incarnation. He was God. That's why his name, Emmanuel, that he is called by, means God with us. That God literally came in a physical body and walked around on the earth with mankind, though oblivious to that reality most of them were. He was God in the flesh. Now, this is kind of a picture of what God always wanted. How many know even back in the beginning, uh, before sin, the Scripture says that God would come down and walk with Adam in the cool of the day and, and talk with him, talk with his man. And he wasn't just about bossing him around and telling him, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, and, and just laying on him a bunch of chores and a bunch of th duties that he needed, needed to do for God so that God would be pleased with his creation. No, the Lord was pleased and he was thrilled about the very reality of being able to have fellowship and relationship with his creation. That was always God's intent. The book full of, of rules and regulations that we have in the Old Testament was not God's original design and plan that he, I'm going to create, I'm going to create some people and I'm going to give them a huge list of things that they could never fulfill. <laughs> right? He just wanted a relationship with us. He wanted to have fellowship with us. He wanted to be with us. Man, I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot better than a bunch of stuff that I'm incapable of, of, of comprehending and, and, and carrying out in life. His desire has always been for fellowship. But we know the deal. Sin really kind of messed this thing up, right? Sin messed up the deal, and, uh, and it took God a, a long time, but He fixed it by sending Jesus into the world as a man. He was able to defeat sin on our behalf, and now... Here we go again. His presence is available to everyone. It is now possible for every single person to have God with them. It, not God seeing them from afar. Not them calling out on the name of God from a distance. But God being with them. With you and with me. God wants to be in our lives. He just doesn't, he doesn't want us to just live righteously. We should never substitute um, 
intimacy for activity. God uh, is here and He wants to be with us. How many understand that an awareness of God's presence, God with us, will alter the way we think? It'll alter the way we live. It'll change the condition of the hearts of many people who live with fear and trepidation concerning many of the troubles in life, knowing that God is with you. Numerous times in the Scripture, throughout the Old Testament, you'll see that God would communicate to people in this way. He would say, you go here, you do this, you carry out your business. And and the Lord said, and I will be with you. Now, it seems to me that that carried a whole lot of meaning to those to whom it was written. But many times today it falls on deaf ears or dull ears when we will throw around the language of the Lord being with us. And the Lord being in our lives, and it doesn't carry the weight and the magnitude of what it really is supposed to do. All right? This is heavy duty. It is big time importance, and it is definitely life altering when we can wrap our minds around the magnitude of that type of reality that God is here. And that's my message to you today. Not only did He come, not only did was Emmanuel sent, but He's still here. And He's not with us in just a passive way. I don't want us to ever think of His presence as just being a saying or a truth that's untouchable. A truth that doesn't play out in our lives on a regular basis. This is something that will alter, like I said, the way that we think and live and act and believe. The very reality of God being with us. Everything you could want or need is available in His presence. There's absolutely nothing missing in Him. Now, what does that mean? When we think of this phrase again, God with us, which is what Christmas is all about. God with us. In what practical way does that influence or should it influence our lives? I want to share with you five this morning. And everybody's got to have their quick ears on today because this is rapid fire. Everybody ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is, this, let me give you five things the scripture says that... Uh, of what it means for God to be with us. These are all P's, help you remember. Number one, God with us means provision. God with us means provision. How many understand that heaven is a place of complete and total fulfillment of all good things? Why is that? Because it's completely unhindered presence of God. There is not one person in heaven that is displaced even for a moment or by any degree from God's full and complete presence and love and manifestation of Himself. Every single person lives in it 24-7 if that exists. Everybody with me? At the same time, like I said, there's not one person who lacks for any good thing. 
Not one person is in need. I don't know if the word need will exist or the word want will exist in the very realm of God's glory in heaven. The fact is, is His presence defines for us and, and, and shows us that uh, provision is an automatic. It's a given in, in, his, in His presence. There is and never will be any lack in His presence. Many of you are aware of uh, uh, the military term. Some of you are active or former military. The term GI. GI refers to government issue. Right? That means when a soldier is in the service of his country, um, that all his clothes, that all his, his meals, that his, his weapons, his, whatever tools he needs to fulfill his assigned job and, and to live is supplied by the government just because he's in there, just because he's in service of that government. Likewise, it is true when we are in the kingdom of God. Everything we need, everything we want, everything that will supply our lives, it will always be there. It's the reality of God's abiding presence. Somebody today, look at your neighbor and say, no, no more lack. <laughs> Not in God's presence. Man, we don't ever have to do without. You know, even Jesus himself... He, now, we're talking about Emmanuel. God with us is walking around on the earth. And he had a ministry for about three and a half years. And to fulfill that ministry, you know, he had to hire. Right? He, he chose his disciples. He had a staff of 12 people, which blows the kind of con, the mindset that Jesus was in poverty, doesn't it? But uh, that's another subject. But he had a staff of 12 people that he supplied their every, their every need for those three and a half years. They never went hungry. They never went without. Uh, even when Peter didn't have any tax money, he kind of shared with Jesus, got it out of the fish's mouth. In fact, Jesus did some meetings at times where thousands of people would follow him out of town for a ways, you know, well beyond the reach of Taco Bell. And, uh, and, and so what, what would happen is, uh, is he would go ahead and provide a meal for them. Why? That's just the reality of God being with someone. You, you just don't have to be concerned about survival. You don't have to be concerned about your needs being met. When God is with you, everything is taken care of. And if it even has to take place through the multiplication of loaves and, and fish, you got it. You'll take care of it. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Never again. Never again. In God's presence do we have to have lack or be without. Here's number two. Everybody ready? Come on now. Talk to me today. It's Christmas. We're celebrating. Number two. Uh, in God's presence, His presence means protection. His presence means protection. And uh, let me read a few scriptures to you. Judges 16, or 6, verse 15. So he said to him, this is a story about Gideon. He said, Oh, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be what? with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. He, the Lord didn't even say, Surely I'm going to take these guys out for you. No, He said, Surely I will be with you. And that knowledge, the knowledge of that truth and that reality, it meant that he was not in danger. 
It meant that he was going to that he was going to overcome in this battle, that he would be protected. Isaiah 43, verse two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. What's the reason for this? Because he said, I will be with you. Daniel 3.25, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Why are they not hurt? Because there he is, right in the midst of them. How many understand now, God's presence in our lives, in anyone's life, is not just for the, ex- the intended purpose of bringing comfort we're thankful for the comforting power of God, and that's a very true and present reality. But the Lord just doesn't want to comfort you while you're burning. The Lord just doesn't want to hold your hand while you're drowning. Huh? He doesn't just want to be there with you while all life goes to hell. Right? What is it? His presence is a protection. His presence is a deliverance. His presence guarantees you that you're not really in true danger. He, he is one who wants to not just be there with you during the turmoil. He wants to bring you out. And He bring, wants to bring you out with a shout. He wants to bring you through and give you victory in every situation. Praise God. Praise God. So, God with us means that we are not only provided for, but we are protected. Psalm thirty-four nineteen says, Many are the, the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He is our deliverer. Look at your neighbor t- t- today and say, no more harm. Tell him you're not in danger. Yeah, yeah. You are protected. Protected. If, if the presence of the Lord is in your life, if God is with you, then there is within that the promise of protection. Number three. Number three. God with us means peace. God with us means peace. Peace. John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus said here, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said, My peace I give to you. Luke 2, 14 says, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And so we have this thing from God. His presence in our lives means that there's no more fighting. It means that there's no more chaos. There's no more more opposition between you and the Lord. How many many are thankful that God made peace between Himself and mankind? And now, sin is not an issue. It's not a concern anymore. It's already been dealt with. And God deals with us on the basis of His grace and not in a sense where we are evil and He is good and He's in opposition to us any longer. Thank God for peace. Not only that, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, you and I can have the very peace of God on the inside of us. This is something that's powerful. It's the very nature of God Himself, and it definitely alters our mentality and our ability to deal with the things that are in this life. It is the peace of God. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, no more turmoil. turmoil. Tell him, no more fighting. fighting. (laughs) Not not in God's presence. (laughs) 
Praise God. Number four. Number four. God's presence means prosperity. God's presence means prosperity. Now, we know, obviously, the, the opposite of that would be poverty. All right? So, no more poverty. Let me give you some definitions of this. The word prosperity, as used in various places in the Bible, in, in originating in different languages, it means welfare. It means peace, quietness. It means rest. It means to push forward, to go over. It means to succeed in reaching. It means figuratively to succeed in business affairs. In God's presence, there is prosperity. There is prosperity. What does that mean? Well, if I could sum it up, it just means we're going to succeed. In God's presence, there is success. You can see in different places in the, in the Scripture where the presence of God would manifest without going into the details like when the ark of God stayed at the one guy's house. Uh, in the Old Testament, the presence of God was there. All of a sudden, everything started flourishing for him. All of a sudden, everything was successful. See, many times we live today and we'll say, someone asks, is God with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. But we don't have a revelation or a concept that that, that that literally means He's putting us over the top. That God being with us means He's causing everything we put our hand to, to prosper. There is something in you that you have to fight against it to lose. <laughs> because it's inherent within us as believers because of the very presence of God. Romans 8.31 it reads, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Is God for us today? I tell you what He is. What's He for us? It, it, to what extent? He wants to cause you to be successful. It, what, what do you mean successful? In business? Absolutely. In family, absolutely. In relationships, in, in all that we do, He wants to bring success to your hand. And literally, watch, this is not something we're trying to convince God to do. It's inherent within His presence. The very fact that God is there, here, causes these things to come to pass. Number five. Everybody ready? Number five. Last one today. Number five. God's presence means permanence. God's presence means permanence. Matthew 28 and verse 20, 28, 20, Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. One of the very last things Jesus said before he left, he said, I'm not going to leave. Isn't that right? So obviously His presence is not just a physical thing, but His presence is very real. He said, I will never leave you. I will never... So is that true today? Amen. That means everything we can talk about, everything that we, we can discuss uh, concerning God's presence and what that means, that is a reality of the New Testament the new covenant life that we can all enjoy, it is the permanent occupation of God's presence in our lives. It doesn't leave or wane from day to day. It is not determined upon our perfection of thought in, or deed or action or in any way. It is a permanent 
fixture in the, in the life of the believer. That God's presence would stay with us. You can see how this is really not believed by many people. Because they con- you'll find Christians constantly praying, Lord, just be with me. They'll pray for, their other, pray for friends, Lord, be with them. And uh, they don't believe the words of Jesus. They don't believe that He said, I'm not going to leave you. But people tend to ha- have this mindset that if I don't feel Him in some way, or if I don't have a, woo, you know, if I don't have a goosebump or feel the, uh, the power of God, the glory of God in some way, if I don't see signs of His presence in some way, then He's not really here and I need to pray to Him. I need to pray that He will be in my life. No, that doesn't honor God at all. That's not, a, that's not a prayer that pleases Him. That's a prayer that's a waste of time. You'd be better off eating turkey. <laughs> huh? But, but, but here, here, here's what does honor God. You know what it is? Thank you, Lord. You are with me today. You are here in my life now in every way. Hebrews 13.5 said, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So any believer today, how many know we can honestly and truly say that God is with us right now? He is with us today. Jesus came. He's called Emmanuel. The very first thing said about this is His name. This is God with us. This is God with you. He came, took care of business, kicked some devil, you know what, and, uh, and stayed. And became a permanent companion and help by His Spirit in every one of our lives. And this is the reality of what we have today. And I want to encourage you. This was, this was stirred in my heart th- this week that we need to... And it would be so very helpful for us to acknowledge Him in the present day, present tense reality of simply being here. Not letting our minds think for a moment that He's far away, that He's distant, or He's not near to us, that He is somehow unapproachable, unreachable. His power, His ability, His resources are distant from my life. No, no, no. Not for a moment. He said, I will never leave you. That means right here, right now, here He is. What does that mean? Let's, let's help ourselves by being mindful. That means He's going to provide for me. That means I'm not in danger. I am protected by His mighty power and hand. That means His peace is ever abiding and present within me. That means He causes me to prosper and succeed in all I put my hand to. That means that this is a final deal. From the day I made Jesus the Lord of my life and forever, He will always be present in my life. Close your eyes with me today. Let's meditate on this for a moment. Just for a moment. Let's just thank Him. Now thank Him in in what way? Specifically. Thank Him that He's here. That He never leaves. That He's here in our lives. Father, we're so thankful. 
Go ahead and express out of your own mouth. Thank you, Lord, that you are here today in our lives. That you never leave and you never stay away. But you are present in us now. Lord, you surround us. You're in us. You go before us. You surround us with your glory and your love. And never, never, never are we alone. Never, never will we ever again be alone. It doesn't matter if any person forsakes us. Jesus came and Emmanuel is here right now in our lives. So I thank you, Father, in this place. Glory to God. We are provided for. In this place, we prosper. In this place is your peace. In this place, we are safe. In this place, you remain. We acknowledge you in all of our ways today. We acknowledge that you are in our lives in every way. For this, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord.